Hello and welcome to the fourth episode of Barefooting with Sierra. My name is Sierra Larson, better known as Barefoot Sierra. I'm a novelist, comic creator, and independent journalist, and I've been living without shoes since 2010. I created this podcast to keep my audiences in touch with all of my projects, to talk about things I care about, and to interact with the awesome people in my various professional networks. In this episode, I interviewed Poisoned Mochi, an Instagram-based artist from Illinois. I'm going to break this podcast up into four parts, novels, comics, journalism, and barefooting, each representing a different aspect of my professional life. I'll give you updates on what I'm working on, let you know about any new works you can see, and keep you in the know about when I do free book giveaways on Amazon. Let's get started. First up, novels. My second novel, Red 72 Genesis, is currently available as a free ebook through January 30th. Make sure you head over to Amazon to get a copy of that if you haven't already. You can read it as a standalone book, but it will make more sense if you read Red 72 first. I'm continuing to work on my postbellum romance novel. I hit my 500 words per day goal today. I'm still reading old newspaper articles from 1860s Illinois to get a feel for attitudes and ways of speaking in that setting. Politicians back then were so sassy, and the journalists were downright rude. They had no pretensions of being fair and balanced, like the media claims to be today, even though we all know that's not true. Newspapers would straight up insult politicians who weren't aligned with the political party the paper favored. They are hilarious to read. The classified ads are equally hilarious, and some of them can be taken straight from Craigslist or Kijiji in 2021. I saw one that was begging for carpentry work, promising he would get it done faster and cheaper than anyone else. If you looked at the job section on a classified site lately, that'll sound painfully familiar. In novel news, from themarysue.com, 15 fantasy and science fiction novels with diverse characters coming out in 2021 to add to your must-read list. Here's the list. Son of Storm by Suyi Davies Okungboa. We Could Be Heroes by Mike Chen. Future Feeling by Joss Lake. Gear Breakers by Zoe Hannah Mikuta, In the Ravenous Dark by A.M. Strickland, The Ones We're Meant to Find by Joan He, Winter's Orbit by Everina Maxwell, The Gilded Ones by Namina Forna, Fireheart Tiger by Aliette de Bodard, Witches Steeped in Gold by Siannan Smart, The Unbroke by C.L. Clark, The Jasmine Throne by Tasha Suri, She Who Became the Sun by Shelley Parker Chan, Amari and the Night Brothers by B.B. Alston, and These Feathered Flames by Alexandra Overy. All of these books sound incredible when I read these summaries, and I can't wait to read them. From Insider.com, Bridgerton author was re-eating Ben and Jerry's and studying to be a doctor when she decided to start writing romance novels. Julia Quinn, author of the Bridgerton novels that spawned one of the most-watched Netflix original series ever, was a pre-med student before she was an author. While eating ice cream one day, she thought to herself, maybe I'll try to write a book. She still had years of studying ahead of her and wouldn't be able to get a full-time job, but being an avid fan of romance novels herself, she thought she had it in her to create a successful romance novel of her own. While I was taking organic chemistry and physics and all that stuff, I started writing my first book, she said on Monday's episode of the Tamron Hall Show. Now that she's had multiple books on the New York Times bestsellers list and a smash hit of a Netflix series, what more could a girl want? Quinn says it would be the pinnacle of her career 
if Ben and Jerry's introduced an ice cream flavor inspired by her books. Wouldn't that be a dream come true for so many of us? <laughs> now on to comics. I did kind of a meta comic today. My kid possum, Paul, is holding a phone listening to this very podcast. And he says, whoa, this podcast is talking about me. And now I'm talking about him. So mission accomplished. Hi, Paul. <laughs> you can see that comic and the rest of my free available comics at World of Possums on Instagram. And you can see my Patreon sponsor comics at patreon.com slash possumpete. Marvel is still running their X-Men poll to see who will join in the team in the next issue. Get your vote in at marvel.com slash X-Men vote. And now we'll dive into today's interview with Poisoned Mochi. Thanks so much for coming on the show. Welcome to the podcast. Please tell the listeners where you're from and a little bit about yourself. Hi, my name's Jay. I'm from Illinois and I'm 19 years old and I enjoy things like reading manga. When did you start creating art? I started creating art when I was around seven years old, so about 12 years ago. What is it about art that you're most passionate about? Um, people viewing my art and liking it is what I'm most passionate about. That's a great passion to have. So how do you come up with all those new ideas for your art? I mostly get inspired by other artists. Sometimes I get ideas from different poses I see online, and I turn them into different characters of my own. You mentioned earlier that you got inspiration from other artists. Who has inspired you most as an artist? Um, the person who has inspired me most as an artist is a manga artist named Junji Ito. I aspire to make art like him someday. And looking at his works inspired me to join art classes and study anatomy on my own time. So you mentioned that this artist inspired you to study anatomy. What sort of education and training did you do to become as talented as you are? Um, I got so talented from years of practice. Uh, I took a lot of art classes, studied anatomy on my own and practice drawing different characters that I liked in shows, movies, books, different things like that. What advice do you have for someone who's wanting to start an Instagram art page like your own? The best advice I have is don't focus on trying to get likes on your posts about your art all the time. The numbers don't matter. What matters is how much work you put into your work. It will be appreciated. Just give it time. And what's the best advice that you have received personally? Uh, the best advice I've received is to broaden my horizons when it comes to art and stop using the same mediums and styles. What is your favorite piece of art that you have ever created? Uh, my favorite piece of art I ever created was actually an art project that uh, was for a presentation I had before I graduated high school. It was a drawing of a skeleton holding an hourglass, and above his head it said Memento Mori, which uh, basically symbolizes uh, how we need to remember that we only have a short time to live and we should live life to the fullest. It was a fun con but time-consuming piece that took me around two or three days to finish. Ooh, remember you will die. That's memento mori. And what is 
your favorite piece of art that someone else has created? Uh, my favorite piece of artwork is Skull of a Skeleton with a Burning Cigarette by Van Gogh. Oh, I love that one too. Van Gogh's one of my favorite painters ever. Starry Night is my personal favorite all time ever. Just absolute favorite. Thank you so, so much for coming on the podcast. It was really just such a pleasure getting to know you and chatting with you. And I really hope um, listeners really enjoyed that too. And if you are interested, you can check out this artwork at Poisoned Mochi on Instagram. That's P-O-I-S-O-N-E-D-M-O-C-H-I on Instagram. All right. Next up is journalism. I got another chapter typed out for my true crime book. Today, I gained access to text messages between one of the accused and a witness in the case, which was so helpful. Still waiting on those court transcripts and relying on memory from attending the first trial. But if they don't come before I finish the first draft, then I'll just have to add quotes in from them after. In current events, from WBIR, Knoxville 12-year-old runs multiple businesses. Tiara Hill's mom says she can run her businesses during the weekend, but the weekdays are for schoolwork. During the week, Tiara Hill is a full-time student like any other 12-year-old, but on the weekends, she operates multiple businesses. I've always gravitated towards business, and I've always wanted to be an entrepreneur. When I grow up, I want to have my own tech business, Tiara said. Two years ago, she attended a summer camp called Sew It, Sell It that taught business and sewing skills. She opened her first venture called Bonnets by Tea. With my business, I solved a problem. For instance, I like to wear long braids, and I ran into the problem where I couldn't find anything to protect my investment, Tiara said, describing the idea behind the satin bonnets she started sewing and selling online. She reinvested her profits into her business and began making other items to sell, like custom Chucks and Pearls t-shirts in honor of the first female vice president. My mom asked if I could make this shirt for her, and she posted it on Facebook. When I woke up the next day, it just blew up, Tiara said. Orders from the young entrepreneur's shirts came pouring in. Her mother said that she had to put a cap on them so Tiara could fulfill the orders while she still balanced her schoolwork. Even though she's no longer taking orders for the Chucks and Pearls custom shirts, she's already picking out ideas for Black History Month. She plans to put all of her business ventures under the umbrella of Smart Girl Productions. I love this, and I'm kind of bummed that I missed out on the Chucks and Pearls. This is so beautiful, and I love to see young people creating, and the fact that she already has these skills at 12 years old is really impressive. From First Coast News, Monster Jam returns to Jacksonville March 6th through 7th. There will be limited seating at the event, social distancing, and face covering guidelines will be enforced. Monster Jam will return to Jacksonville's TIAA Bank Field between March 6th to 7th for the first time since the COVID-19 pandemic began. The Saturday event on March 6th will begin at 7 p.m., with the Monster Jam Pit Party on Saturday beginning at 3.30 p.m. The Sunday event on March 7th will begin at 1 p.m. Fans are invited to attend the event. Tickets start at $20, with Monster Jam preferred customers already being allowed to purchase their tickets. The general public will be able to buy tickets on February 2nd. There will be three challenges during the event, Freestyle, Skills Challenge, and Racing. Fans will be able to vote for the winner of the Skills Challenge and Freestyle competition on the smartphones. 
Among the trucks featured at the event will be Gravedigger, Megalodon, Bakugan Dragonoid, Max D, Scooby-Doo, Mohawk Warrior, Zombia, Rage, Avenger, Overboard, and Black Pearl. According to Monster Jam, seating capacity will be reduced to a pod seating structure, which will allow groups to sit together while social distancing from each other. Monster Jam will allow fans to buy merchandise at the event, though it will be contactless. Fans can order merchandise on-site or in advance and pick their items up at a contactless pickup station. The Monster Jam Pit Party will also be available to fans on Saturday, on March 6th, with limited capacity. The Monster Jam Pit Party allows people to see the massive monster trucks up close, watch pre-race interviews, and participate in drive Q&As. Drivers will also sign autographs and take pictures with attendees. Face coverings and social distancing will be enforced, and attendees will be screened before entering. Tickets for the pit party start at $15. My son's going to be so excited when he hears about this. He loves monster trucks and talks about them nonstop. The fact that they're able to make this happen with social distancing is pretty cool. I personally wouldn't go because I'm immune compromised, but with the limited seating, social distancing, and masks, it sounds like it's going to be as safe as it possibly can be given the circumstances. Last but not least, let's talk about barefooting. Today was yet another day of social isolation, not leaving my apartment. I know that's something that really gets to some people, but I've spent all day working on my writing, making comics, and doing interviews for future episodes of the pod. So it felt like a full day of social interaction for me, even though I didn't actually physically see another human being today. I was barefoot around my apartment all day, of course. Let's jump into barefoot news. From geekygadgets.com, Sokwa X10 Outdoor Footwear lets you, quote, feel the ground. Sokwa X10 are a new style of outdoor footwear designed to provide a minimalist shoe that allows you to feel the ground under your feet yet keep you protected during your walk or run. The unique barefoot minimalist shoe has already raised $190,000 via Kickstarter thanks to over 2,500 backers with still 15 days remaining. Designed to be puncture resistant, breathable, and flexible, the outdoor shoes allow the 200,000 nerve endings, 107 ligaments, 33 joints, 26 bones, and 19 muscles in your feet respond to the surface of the earth. One quarter of the bones and joints in your entire body are in your feet. That means your feet are meant to move, bend, and flex. And we're making sure they do exactly that. Sokwa X10 is bringing you the barefoot experience. With an ultra-thin 3.5mm outsole, X10 lets you really feel the ground you're walking on. Backer early bird pledges are now available for the creative project from roughly $59 US dollars or $43 Great Britain pound, depending on currency exchange rates offering a considerable discount of approximately 40% off the retail price while the Kickstarter crowdfunding is underway. Um, That's definitely, I can see the application and use for something like this. I personally prefer to be actually barefoot. Minimalist shoes are great when you have to actually wear shoes though, unless it's like a hard hat construction zone area. From 10tv.com, 10-year-old Ohio boy rewarded for helping rescue his family from armed intruder. The Defiance City Police Department is recognizing a young boy for his efforts in helping rescue his family from an armed intruder. Police responded to a 911 call the morning of January 16th about an armed person breaking into a home. When officers arrived, Tavion Robinson, 10, 
had just run out of his house barefoot. He told the officers vital information that the masked intruder had grabbed a weapon inside the house and was threatening his family. The best thing about this is he did advise us the weapon was a BB gun and not a firearm. Had that information not been relayed, this would have been a more tragic situation, said Chief Todd Schaefer. A family member was able to call 911 using her cell phone while she was looking for safety in a bedroom, according to police. No one was hurt, and the intruder was arrested. Tavion was rewarded with a Junior Valor Award certificate at his elementary school Wednesday afternoon in honor of his bravery, strong leadership, problem-solving skills, and staying calm in the face of adversity. Heroism doesn't just happen in older people, Schaefer said. It can happen in all shapes and sizes and forms, and this young man provided the information that we needed to absolutely bring this to a peaceful resolution. Tavion is also part of the department's mentoring program at his elementary school, which the chief says helped the boy have faith and trust with the officers. It's an attitude the chief hopes parents will reinforce with their children. That's great that they were able to resolve that with no one getting hurt, and this is a brave kid. Thanks so much for listening in. If you have any questions or comments, you can send them to sierrathebarefootgirl at gmail.com. You can find the articles I read in the show notes. You can find me on Instagram at Sierra the Barefoot, on Facebook, Sierra the Barefoot Girl, on Twitter, at Sierra Barefoot, and on TikTok, at Sierra is Barefoot. All of my books are available on Amazon, and my comics are available on Instagram, at World of Possums, and Patreon.com slash Possum Pete. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening. Until next time, this has been Barefooting with Sierra.